This is Pop and Crap, episode 74. Welcome to episode 74 of Pop and Crap. I am Paul French, and today I'm just trying to make sure this computer doesn't try to make a uh, backup while we're recording. Yes. That's really helpful. I'm over here stomping down those, hey, I got updates. Can I reboot now? <laughs> yeah, the two of us. Anybody disappears, that'll be what happens. I've I'm got, Scott, by the way. I've got that happening on my, uh, um, on my uh, iMac. Uh, fairly constantly at the moment because uh, we're in the middle of uh, of mixing the CD for the band and I don't want any plugins <laughs> to break yep. uh, while while doing that so I'm opting to wait until after that's all done and then upgrade the uh, the operating system so that sounds like a very wise idea yeah yeah it's uh, it's gone badly before. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I should point out, we are uh, trying a new mic configuration tonight uh, on the heels of the success of our last episode and how much uh, positive feedback we got back about how much better the show sounds when I don't sound like I'm doing it from the bottom of a fishbowl. Yeah. Uh, thought we'd try something else here and see how this goes. So, uh, Graham, wherever you are driving right now, tell me how this sounds in your headphones and your car stereo. Here we have it. Will, how are we sounding? <laughs> Right, ladies and gentlemen, we have doubled our listeners. Yes. Randy, if you're still out there, that means we've tripled. So this is just getting crazy now. This is all going right to our heads. Indeed. A hundred endorsement deals are coming in at any minute now. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Um, they're like, we can reach all three of those people at the same time? We, uh, it's the power of uh, mass media, ladies and gentlemen. We, uh, we are not to be trifled with. So, exactly. how's your world? Yeah, you know, a bit of this, bit of that, back from vacation. And uh, we got back from uh, from camping on uh, sun late Sunday, and um, you know, back to civilization, all that stuff. And uh, although I, I gotta admit, I was finding uh, being down a bunch of pounds uh, at this point uh, of in the year, I I was found it, finding that I didn't have s some cushioning in the same spots, and uh, and the um, Camp mattress was not quite up to the task of. Uh, <laughs> it was like the, the freaking princess in the pea or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a rock under there. <laughs> Sounds rough. Uh, yeah, but other than that, it was uh, it was great. I uh, managed to sort of work my way around all of that, you know, with just adding more stuff on top of the mattress. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I got to do that and uh, got to, well, I'll get into that at the pop, at pop of the week time. Certainly. Yeah. How about you? Uh, more than the same, back and forth to the cottage, squeezing the final days out of summer. And, Indeed. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I work at school, but I'm no longer attending school, but I still have that dread of every time it hits Labor Day and here comes the school year and it's still 
it's still triggering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I and and you know, I mean, f- I, I know for me, uh, working it, for an educational company uh, for years, you know, that was, you know, before that I was at Staples, so you know, back to school has always been of uh, of paramount importance, and uh, um, and so I don't know if that's where the wiring comes in or just the fact that I know it's like, okay, kids going back to school, got to do this, got to do that, got to do the other thing. And, um, you know, we, this week we've got to get, uh, Ella's safety patrol vest because she's patrolling first day. Um, and, uh, so it's like, Oh, got to get that tomorrow and, and all that kind of stuff. So I get that that bit of conditioning would be there, but I think, I don't know that, 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 that September as a big change over time to me, even more so than January, um, I I don't know that I ever lost that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how you still feel that. You know, like it, it feels like the New Year's in a lot of ways. There's yeah, there's a few points along the way that do that for me over the year. There's there's New Year's, there's back to school, and then there's uh, the spring when we open the cottage. That's the other right. Yeah, you know, cycle point of the year. Oh, for sure. Yes. Anywho, uh, how's the PVR clearing? Going? Oh, it's fantastic. We're in the we're in the mid sixties. I'm uh, I'm uh, in. Let's see. We finished up the Goldbergs a couple of weeks back, um, and um, what, I'm just in the. I'm just finishing up with uh, uh, Modern Family. Well, I say finishing up. I'm I'm in I'm into March now. Um, so okay. only a few more. Only like five or six more episodes to go. Um, and uh, Blackish, I think I've got maybe two or three episodes to go. So, um, yeah, lots of stuff cleared up. And, uh, That's excellent. and it's a beautiful thing. We're, uh, we're not doing so well. We, we slipped <laughs> with, uh, with the week away. Yeah, we're well, that'll do it. Yeah. Cover the ground. And uh, I got a little too excited about some movies that were on, and now I've got too many of those. And uh, I think we're back in the high 70s, and that's a dangerous place to be going into. Uh, yeah. The fall. Well, that's just it. Yeah. Gonna have to. Uh, gonna have to buckle down. Gonna have to make some tough choices. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I you know, I've been, um, uh, as I mentioned the other week, I've been uh, uh, watching a bunch of, uh, of uh, you know, on CHCH they have Happy Days on it every day at 4:30. So I've been recording that, and so I'm just working, also working my way through the last season of Happy Days, and um, and I think. When I get to that now, technically the last episode has already aired, but it was all the sort of leftovers that they uh, aired for the rest of the year when when it when it ended. Um, so I think once those are done, I'm gonna let it go for a while, <laughs> and um, yeah, just gonna let it go for a while because for me, you know, golden time for that show was like you know season three, four, summer, you know, around there. And, um, um, and so I think that I'm less likely to watch a lot of the first season. So it'll just end up sitting there taking up space. Hmm. So I think I'm going to just, uh, have it stop recording for a while. The girls are still digging the show. Still oh, yeah. The Fonz? oh yeah. Hey, he's the Fonz. I mean, yeah, uh, he was on uh, Spade's show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the other, the other say week. That. The, uh, yeah. Whatever the hell it's called. Um, lights out. And, uh, and so, uh, so yeah, we had, um, 
you know, I, I called Sarah down, you know, and, and it's like, look, look, guess who that is? And she said, I don't know. And I said, it's the Fonz. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it, but, but, he, years, kid. but he looks so old. <laughs> it's like, yes, because he was the Fonz 40 years ago. <laughs> I was your age when I saw him do this the first time. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, uh, so yeah, she was kind of blown away by that. Um, and you know, and I haven't even got, cause she doesn't really, uh, as I was saying, she doesn't really remember Richie because most of the stuff she's seen, it just happened to be as we got into like season 10. So Richie was already gone. And, right. um, and in fact, I just, the other day watched the, uh, the two parter where, uh, where he came back to say goodbye in the last season. And, nice. um, and so, yeah, she's got no idea who this who this Richie guy is. And it's like, that's some stuff that's going to blow her mind. <laughs> Wind this one back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, show her exactly. The, show her the first one and let her meet uh, Chuck. Ah, yes, Chuck. <laughs> Ran up the stairs and was never heard from again. Poor, poor Chuck. <laughs> it was hot. It's rough being Chuck Cunningham, I got to say. <laughs> brief, brief moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, shall we get down to the matter at hand today? Yes. I, I'm, I'm feeling all kinds of conflicting emotions as we prepare for this one. <laughs> joining us, uh, you'll recall that uh, a year ago, uh, Paul and I sat down and each drafted um, an evening of television as if we were a network. It was our own version of uh, NFL fantasy draft type thing. And we each drafted uh, two sitcoms, or two half-hour programs and two one-hour programs representing an 8 to 10 o'clock evening of prime time on our imaginary networks. Uh, the only rules were no spin-offs, reboots, or prequels, uh, scripted series only, so no game shows, no reality TV, that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, the idea being that we were trying to do this similar to every year in the spring, they what's called the upfronts, where... Uh, everybody plays these little trailers for TV shows they're trying to get picked up. It's part of pilot season. And um, somewhere, some network has to make a decision based on a very limited amount of information about whether or not they want to take a show. And they might rely on a show creator. They might pick cast, that sort of thing. Um, they just might really like the trailer and the idea. And that's what we're trying to replicate here. And it did not go well for me last year, as I underestimated the incredible power of Dick Wolf. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, style programming at a national FBI level. And I got my butt kicked. I also made the mistake of picking a show that was going to be a mid-season replacement. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because these are the lessons we learn, right? I, um, I went through and, and, and exactly that. It was like, oh, mid-season replacement. Nope, dead to me. Yep, I, I, I double-checked this time so that I wouldn't make the same mistake twice. But depending on what gets drafted, I may end up still taking one because I like it so much. And Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I know the one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we uh, cross paths on any. Well, we won't on that one because it's a mid-season replacement. <laughs> so you're walking away, but you, you see the Scott bait written all over it. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Well, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm totally steering clear of... Uh, of any and all mid seasons. So, and what's going to make it worse this time is that I'm going to know it's a mid season replacement when I pick it. Whereas last year, 
I just picked it because I thought I liked it, and I didn't know it was a midseason. So now oh, I sh- oh, I, okay, it. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, I tend I tend to do mine. I I, I pull the TV line uh, uh, fall premieres, so I don't even know that I go into anything um, past like late October, um, or in this case, yeah. Hmm. Well, I cross referenced and uh, made sure to check that the the fall schedule as it's currently published includes the shows that i'm looking at so yes i do see them on the schedule for september yes i was uh, i was looking for one um that i w- would have definitely picked had yeah. it not been uh scheduled for uh later in the year or for next year and I, found uh, a couple I that say they've been picked up but i can't find them anywhere yeah uh on the schedule i can't find any any listing of when they're going to be dropped or introduced or I'm, 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 I'm at a loss. So which ones are those? Uh, well, I don't want to say. Well, it doesn't matter cause they're dead to us cause they, they're not showing up on the schedule. Well, that's true. You're not going to uh, pick something that's not on the schedule. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, the little redhead from Suburgatory. Oh yeah. That's the Zoe's, um, Zoe's Extraordinary playlist, playlist, which yeah. now is going to have uh, Lauren Graham as her boss. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it doesn't start until sometime around January, February, maybe even March. Oh, I'm. That's I, the I, one I thought when, when you said about one that you really like, and uh, it, that's the one I was thinking. <laughs> well, you, you know I love me a Jane Levy. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. No, I, I it would have, if it was starting in September or October, I'd be picking it. I, the only thing that scared me off of that one a little was the the cutesy music aspect of it. I don't know how many there have been a few of those lately, and I don't know whether we've uh, we've exhausted that or not. To to me, it it feels very reminiscent of uh, like th- this seems to me to be like a wow, God friended me is doing really well. We should do something like that, <laughs> and yeah. I'm all for that because if you can do it well, great. Oh, I'm not against the yeah uh, yeah. That one was one that popped up and caused a kind of wrinkle for me. But. Uh, gotcha. Anyway, uh, we should probably just dive in instead yeah. of flirting like this. Now, as the defending champion, for me that means that you have uh, your first pick. Ah, prima nocta. I don't yeah. think that's what that means. Well, um, <laughs> you are not allowed to make love to the pilots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a. That's a limitation. That's a damn shame because because um, this this one stars Kobe Smulders and Oops. that is uh, that is Stumptown. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> right out of the gate, you knew you knew I was picking this one. I, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I am so excited about that show. <laughs> yeah, it's Bravo. Huh? Good for you, Bravo. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I, I I'm a huge fan of. Uh, of the source book. Um, Ooh, there's a book. Oh yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a, it's a comic. It's uh, uh, it was, I think it was, ID, he did it with IDW. It's a uh, Greg Rucka. And um, it came, it started, gosh, it's gotta be uh, eight or nine years ago. And um, um, I, I love, love the book. 
And uh, so when I heard that they were making it, it was like, oh, wow, this sounds great. I'm looking forward to that. And then it was like, oh, and it's... Um, and and it's Kobe Smulders as well. Well, this is great. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it also uh, has uh, um, Jake Johnson, uh, Cameron Manheim. They are also involved, and uh, it's it's just she is not a. Um, how do I, how do I put this? At the time that it that it started. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I can remember Rucka doing some interviews where he talked about um, what a huge fan of shows like The Rockford Files he was. And, and you know, and the same kind of thing where, where you know, Jim Rockford was a real antihero. Um, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily a good guy. And, uh, you know, he was, he was pretty, you know, he, he always tried to do the right thing, but he was pretty messy. And uh, Dex Perios is the same. And um, uh, it takes place in Portland. Uh, certainly in the book, at least, uh, Portland is very much a character. And um, and I think part of that's just because that's where all these comic book guys lives na- live now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a great book. Um, uh, well worth reading. Um, you, you should definitely check it out and uh, start from the beginning because it's the way things get revealed to you is just awesome. Um, and what I've seen of the trailer is, you know, it it, it really feel it really feels pretty good. <laughs> um, you know, you know, uh, she's got that character down, and there's just a little more charm to it though, and um, but not so much that it wrecks the messiness of the character. So yeah, Stumptown, I am all over this. I cannot wait for this show. I'm really excited about it as well. The commercials have just been getting better and better, and the trailer that chased down online looked great. Yeah. There's there's one commercial that airs right now. Like, first of all, it starts, and you're like, hey, it's Kobe Smulders. Hey, this looks funny. Hey, she's kind of smart. Hey, she's kind of badass. Hey, this is kind of cool. Hey, this yeah. is kind of funny. I'm in. Holy shit, is that Jake Johnson? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. And and uh, and that, that scene in the first one where, where she uh, kicks her way out of the trunk, like, that's straight from the book. Um and um but they they've they've made it um they've made it funnier uh yes. so so uh so they 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 play up the laughs as well because otherwise it could get pretty dark um, it felt that scene yeah i can see that you know fighting the two of them and, Car! and the guys trying to swerve it looks, yeah that looks really funny yeah the, at the very end of the commercial i had to go back to show sarah again because there's one shot where uh, the cop, uh, Michael Ely, who was in uh, that show Almost Human a few years back. Oh, okay. An android cop. Yeah, I thought his name seemed familiar. I didn't I didn't see the show, but I do remember I it him being talked about at the time. Before I embarrass myself. I don't need to be, I don't need everybody coming at me all at once because I screwed it up. Yeah, you can have like all three of them just like, dude. Well, one of them worked in my office, so he'd be like waiting. Yeah. Like a sock full of nickels. <laughs> Which sounds like something that would happen in Stumptown. <laughs> well, I can't find it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. Um, but he he's talking to her, and he looks over to his cruiser, to his partner, and it's the one shot you get of Cameron Mannheim in the whole commercial. You just have this blip of like, was that fucking Cameron Mannheim? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They're just they're they 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 seem like they've stacked it with a lot of great people. Um, What's his name? Uh, Adrian Martinez, mm-hmm. the guy who plays the 
He's the one in the ad. He said, what happened to your face? He said, what happened to your face? That guy? Yeah. That guy's really funny and everything else I've seen him in. Yeah. So I, it seems like they found some great, uh, great people to surround her with. She seems to have the tone of it right. It feels like the right time to do like a Jessica Jones, Veronica Marzi kind of vibe. Yeah. And I, and I definitely see that as well. So, yeah, this this is going to be cool. That's fantastic. I'm angry. And uh, that's great. I've already well, lost. Then this, right of, then this is fine. this has started well. Wanted to do right out of the gate. Let's hurt him. Well, if you're gonna do that, hmm, how to best counter? That is a one-hour drama you have selected. Yes. And. This is that moment that, you know, mm-hmm. I might be regretting later on. And you'll be coming back to and pointing this out to me. Um, uh, okay, I'm going sitcom. Okay. And, and we're going over to NBC. And we're going to pick up Sunnyside. Very nice. Uh, with, uh, with Cal Penn. Yeah, yeah, that looks, that looks great, too. And I, um, I'm trying to remember, the guy who's writing it... Um, Matt Murray? No. Um, he was on um, Good One a, a couple of months back, and that's when I first watched the uh, um, uh, the trailer for it. And um, uh, where this is isn't it? the guy who also created uh, um, Good Place and... No, Good that's Mike Sure. Yeah. Um... Okay, so here we go. Oh, he is involved in it, though, yes. Um, with, that's, that's some good pedigree in the background. It, it is, absolutely. And I'm just, I can't remember the name of the guy. Uh, maybe he's in it instead. Maybe that's why I'm confused. Um, yeah, there he is, Joel Kim Booster. He was on uh, Good One a little while back. Um Oh, I thought you were talking about one of the creative folks, not the... Uh... I, I thought he was, actually. Um, what's, what's he done? Some what people would he... argue that actors are also creative. Um, uh, <laughs> um, um, he's, he, did a, he had a stand-up special recently, and as I say, there was a, an episode with him on, uh, on Good One where he broke down this joke about talking about, um, um, you know, it, it, this whole thing about uh, how uh, he, he deals with being a gay Asian man and um, talking about sort of, he gets a lot into like racism in the gay community and that sort of thing, but he gets into this whole thing about uh, how when he's driving, um, it's not the Asian part of him that's a terrible driver, it's the gay part. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he says, you know, he gets that thing where I'm driving and I, cu- and I cut the guy off and, uh, and, uh, and he just looks at me and, and, you know, and as soon as he sees my face, he's like, oh, okay, figures. <laughs> And uh, so he gets into this whole thing, um, but he's been, um, uh, you know, again, it's mostly, uh, um, a lot of stand-up stuff. So it's it's more more there. Nice. He's written for Billy on the Street, Big Mouth, and the other two. Oh, nice. So Dick. that's why I was confused because I thought he was also writing this show, and that's not entirely clear to me that he's not at least writing on the show. Um, but yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, from the executive producers of The Good Place in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Cal Penn's a former New York City councilman. Um, he lost a job because he kind of lost focus on what he was supposed to be doing and got too into the hobnobbing and the elbow rubbing. Oh, the hobnobbing. And uh, he finds his calling when faced with uh, a group of immigrants in need of his help in search of the American dream. And I think it's an interesting time to do something like this. Oh, definitely. Uh, this could be quite um, quite funny and uh, quite important. I think that anything that helps people see each other as people first uh, is, a, is a good thing right now. So I'm all for art coming to the rescue here. And uh, I am hoping that this one is going to just be a big honking home run. Blockbuster. Laughing all the way to the end of this season with the big numbers I'm putting on the board. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I hope. Sunny side. So you, sir, with your second pick. All right. My second. I'm just going to shore up my uh, my drama contingent here. And, uh, oh, I agonized over this, but, uh, but I'm getting my two first picks for, uh, for dramas and, um, um, you know, there's a Jimmy Smith show in there and, um, but, uh, and, and, and a couple of uh, legal procedurals that I, that I kind of like, but I find the last couple of years have not been kind to the legal shows. Um, um, even, even Dick Wolf staying away from them. Uh, <laughs> so I, I am on the edge of my seat here. I don't know which way you're going. Um, so I'm going with the other uh, freshman drama from ABC, and that is Emergence. Oh wow! And um, you know this seems to be one of the ones to watch. There's certainly God knows they're certainly putting some promotion uh, in uh, in behind it. And quite honestly, I really like uh, Allison Tolman, and uh, and she's the lead in this. Um, we also we also get to see some more more Clancy Brown as more than just a shop teacher on uh, uh, the Goldbergs and schooled. Um, Donald Faison. We get a bit. Yeah. Of, we got we got Turk again. We also get and and I always liked this guy in the uh, in the the adaptation years ago of um, Kitchen Confidential. And uh, he was he was uh, Bradley Cooper's right hand man on it, and that's uh, Owen uh, Owen Yeoman, and um, so yeah, uh, you know this is uh, I uh, one of the ones that I kind of kicked myself on uh, last time around was was Manifest because it started pretty strong out of the gate, mm -hmm. and uh, so I had wished that I had picked that one up, and this uh, this one comes to us from. Um, well, maybe this, you know, I, 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 I fortunately, um, what's his name? Um, um, J uh, Jason Ritter is going to be busy over on a uh, uh, million little things uh, because this one comes to us from uh, uh, Tara Butters and uh, Michelle Fazekas, who I believe also brought us the awesome uh, Kevin probably saves the Oh really? World oh. or universe or whatever, whatever the hell Kevin was supposed to be saving. <laughs> we'll never know now. <laughs> exactly, you're right. We will never know. Um, yeah, Allison Tolman was a lot of fun. I've I've liked her in everything that I've seen her. Yeah. in. she had a, a character on. Uh, um, oh, uh, Good Girls. Thank you. Yeah, she was. She was. Good girls and Good Wives. And she was great in that. She was awesome. Uh, amazing in Fargo. And, and uh, uh, Downward Dog. Did you see any of that? You know what? Me? I didn't. I'm, I totally missed out on that show. 
And it was interesting. If it had found the right tone, it would have been great. Yeah. It, I was expecting it to be funnier because it's a talking dog. And it's 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 basically it was the sitcom model of um, the documentary style where you cut away to interviews with with the cast members like, you know, Modern Family or The Office. Yeah. And this was cut away to an interview with the dog and the dog's lips were moving. And then it would go back to the dog interacting with his family. And, and, and he was and he was voiced people. by the guy from um, the commercials. Uh, the, oh. the one who did the voice of the baby in the. I don't know. He was on. Um, it was a show that came from the guys who did that other show. Um, um, yeah, you know the one. Um, on your knees. Sure. Oh God. Um, where he? Where he? Where he's? He's. He um he's a, a you know a, a a hick who gets um who knocks up uh, a bank robber, and oh, uh, 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 raising hope. That's the one. That's the one. Yes, yeah. So it was it was he was in it. Uh, Lucas oh, yeah. Neff. Yeah. Oh wait, Lucas Neff is also. Oh my gosh, hang on. He's in another thing, because that's what that's what actors do. You know, um crazy i realize but um oh yeah okay he's in another uh, another show that's coming up this season uh sam hodges did the voice oh okay yeah he was this guy he was jason yeah he was the uh, he was the ex that she was kind of sharing the dog with and there was a will they won't they get back together ah uh, yes and and it's worth noting um uh that ms uh Ms. Tolman also uh, did a couple episodes of Me, Myself, and I. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. That makes her good people in our book. Right yeah, here. right? Oh, yeah. Me, Myself, and I. <sighs> <laughs> oh, simpler times. Just, just <laughs> makes me sad just thinking about it. I was, uh, hmm. I, this afternoon, I, I pulled up the spreadsheet that I made that did the whole, like, okay, here's the fall TV season. Yeah. And what's going to be on each channel, and I, I had to make a new one, and it meant that to save time, I just called up the old one and was replacing show titles, which meant that I got this walk down memory lane because for some reason I didn't have one for last year, but I had one from two years ago. So I, I was going through the fall 2017 list, and I'm taking out shows and putting in new ones, and it was that collection of things like you know, me, myself, and I. And yeah. All these shows. Like, oh, oh, I remember them well. Oh, yeah. Stay on mic. You're, you're, you're moving off. Am I wandering? Yeah, there you go. I will eat the mic. Um, yeah, so this one, uh, basically, um, Alison Tolman plays Joe Evans, who is a newly divorced police chief. Uh, she has a teenage daughter, and she takes in this mysterious young girl named Piper and is determined to protect her from those who want the child. Um, so there's a she finds this, this kid near uh, the site of a mysterious accident, and soon discovers the girl has no memory of what has happened or who she is. And so um, she starts investigating the history that led to the accident and the, the whole mystery becomes more intense, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Clancy Brown plays her, her father, who is an ex-firefighter who is battling cancer. Um, uh, Donald Faison plays her ex-husband. And... Um, Owen Yeoman plays an investigator working for Reuters. And, uh, yeah, so. And um, Terry O'Quinn uh, mm -hmm. will also be recurring in the cast. He plays a guy named Richard Kindred. That guy's oh. a bad dude. You know you know with that name, he's a bad dude. 
Um, a charming but ruthless multi-billionaire and the head of Augur Industries, a tech firm with a mysterious and very secret agenda. So. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. So uh, this was one of the things, you know, Manifest... Now, Manifest, I felt kind of petered out partway through. I didn't even... I I think I, I ended up deleting the uh, the finale unwatched because um, it was just... I, I found it, it the, the whole mystery thing kind of petered out. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it still did well, got, got, got decent ratings. So, um, I need to be, uh, this sounds interesting to me because I think the cast is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I'm on, I'm on board anyway. And, um, Butters and Fazekas, uh, you know, they gave us Reaper. They gave us Kevin. Um, I, I, uh, I will always be uh, loyal to what they put out there because I've quite enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that one scared me off a little bit because of the, the sci-fi show aspect of it that hasn't done the, the sci-fi mystery things haven't done super great in recent years. And, so and, and that, and that would have been exactly the thing that would have pushed me off it, except for the fact that, uh, that manifested really well last year. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Well, all right. So you've done two dramas, which means that you're now locked and only pulling sitcoms from here on out, which means I would be a fool to pull a drama. Um, <laughs> sitcom, which means that you've set me up to seal my own fate and make the mistake that I will eventually regret when yes. I take the sitcom that doesn't do well and then you take the two that do. You were really in my head this year. I don't oh, know you know. No, no, no. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Your sitcoms did much better than mine. They did. But I, this is the year that well, I, one I shoot myself in the face over those. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. Ah, this is a weird one. This one, I'm, I'm struggling with this one, but I'm going to go with it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going with the unicorn. Nice. That is an excellent pick. That what you have stolen one from me. Oh, well, that's. I think it looks fantastic. I, I'm. The yeah. thing that still I struggle with is, is is Walton Goggins as a as a as a sympathetic dad figure. I'm curious to see how that works because. Everything I've seen him in is he just plays creepy weirdo dialed up to 12. And it's going to be interesting to see him play dad. But um, as much as anything else, I'm, I'm loving the cast around him. Rob Corddry looks hilarious. Yeah, uh, and Mika uh, Michaela Watkins is in it as well, if I, if I remember yes. correctly. Yeah, yep, Michaela Watkins. The two of them uh, play a married couple. And I, I think that the, the comedy between the two of them is going to oh, be fantastic. absolutely. And I'm... It's. I am. I am hopeful. The. the you know, Goggins is an amazing with, actor. I mean, yes. it, I'm, I'm typecasting him in my mind. Yeah, and totally. I need to get over that and let this happen and recognize that. Hey, dude's a good actor. I bet this will work. So, hmm. hopefully. Yeah. No, he's he's fantastic. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of his, and uh, yeah, I just thought that this. Um, um the, I I just thought that the whole. Um, uh, the whole uh, trailer was was totally engaging, and I thought, yeah, yeah, this is something I gotta I gotta check out. It had a couple of moments where you know I actually laughed, and that's a damn fine sign from a show that's supposed to be funny. Um, yeah, those yeah. Are that's what you it, want. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, the, the the unicorn is uh, is about a widower who's uh, eager to move on from the most difficult year of his life, only to realize he's utterly unprepared to raise his two daughters on his own, and equally unprepared for the dating world where he's suddenly a hot commodity. The idea about the unicorn is that because he's a he's a devoted father uh, and handsome employed man who 
um, is stable and has been in a relationship for like the last 20 years. They make jokes about him being like uh, certified previously owned kind of thing. And that he is a unicorn in the um, divorcee dating world. Yes. So I believe then wackiness ensues. Because that's what always happens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, so it, I, this one looks great. I I, uh, I had this one as a, uh, uh, it, it in fact was was first among all. Um, so. Yeah. It's it's I'm I'm super hopeful. I'm a little afraid of, a little afraid of it, but I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going with it. I'm, I'm in. And it points to Cordry for, for making it easier for me to jump in. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, so let me add the unicorn to your list. Okay. All right. So I got to choose. Oh, I'm just choosing my first one. I'm going to I'm gonna take my I'm going to take my chances with um, – no, I don't think I am. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Not so easy, is it? <laughs> um, hang on a second, because there was one other thing God. that I wanted to check. And that is... Um, well, that's interesting. Does Aaron Kaplan have two shows this year? I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, I, w- I was looking at a couple of things. Um <clears throat> And, uh, and it's really kind of, uh, yeah, really kind of, you know, chapping the old butt here. Um, but I just want to check something here. Um, oh no, this guy's just involved in everything. Okay. Um, all right. I like this. I feel like I put you on your heels and you're, uh, you, 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 you took the unicorn. That was the unicorn was my, was, was my, was my one. Um, oh wait, but you don't have another, uh sitcom so i don't have to worry about that one all right so i'm going to uh take my chances with uh bradley whitford in perfect harmony ah nice yep um yeah again um you know pretty solid cast uh i mean well you know bradley whitford is is in it and um and so that that helps me um and basically he plays like a, a princeton music uh um, music professor who um, uh, goes on a bender basically and ends up uh, meeting up with this this choir, and they've got they they've got a big thing to uh, um, uh, prepare for a big uh, you know really big shoe, mm-hmm. and um, so he's got to help them prepare for it and um, kind of so- like. Doc Hollywood meets Pitch Perfect. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I thought of that. Um, yeah, that's actually really great. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I'm just trying to pull the The Anna Camp crossover with uh, <clears throat> yeah. Perfect uh, certainly hammers that one home. And I that was the thing that worried me a little bit, is that it feels like Pitch Perfect, the TV show, and they even got one of the people from Pitch Perfect. And I, I didn't know if it was too soon after Glee be doing it and so you got a whole season where you're preparing for regionals again i'm i'm it was on my list don't get me wrong i it scares me it's either going to be runaway hit or it's going to be or it's going to die a horrible putrid <laughs> stench ridden death and i'm willing to take the chance because it's brad whitford and uh 
Yeah, uh, you know, the cast is really great. Um, you got Will Greenberg, who was recently in uh, Wrecked, as well as, uh, you mentioned, Anna Camp. Um, and uh, Rizwan Manji plays the... Um, he plays the, uh, the the reverend, and um, and he's a guy you would rec well you'd rec recognize him. He was the uh, he was the in uh, the the show Outsourced. Um, uh, was in Privilege. Um, been in a bunch of a bunch of shows. He's that guy that you recognize as being that guy who's funny. <clears throat> yeah, he's well, he's the you know for a while he was the go to Indian guy. Um, you know, that, and uh, he was in Better Off Ted, which automatically um, puts him uh, puts him up there. He was, um, I'm just trying to cement something else that he was in for a while, as opposed to just short time. But yeah, he was the go-to Indian guy on the rest of development. He was, uh, um, um, he was in 12 episodes of Schitt's Creek. Um workaholics uh he was in one of those and been in a bit of everything you know and uh so uh so i think he's and he's just a funny dude and um so yeah i think uh i think they've got a pretty solid cast going on here and uh so i'm in my my only fear is that this should have been a movie not a tv show the only thing. well it, it it all it's as with anything it's how do you get away from the uh the premise right like what you know what so so there's your premise so what is um 22 episodes well what's what's the second episode uh you know forget 22 but um um yeah so you've got um Leslie Wake Webster who has she done who is she <laughs> who is she who is that who no is that person anyway um yeah um, I, 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 you know, I, I tend, I tend to prefer the, uh, the single cam stuff anyway. And, um, and these guys look, uh, you, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I was one of the ones that really liked, um, you know, talking about Michaela Watkins again, um, Brad Whitford in uh, trophy wife. I thought, I thought he was fantastic in that. And, uh, mm -hmm. so I just want to see more of him, uh, making people laugh on the TVs. Yeah, I'm curious about this uh, Gino Seegers guy who's in there. Um, he's the guy who has the really deep voices, or bass or baritone or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, he's, and he was in um, uh, Teen Wolf, I, I, if, like the, the TV show Teen Wolf, and in uh, Banshee. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out who he is, but he seems very interesting thus far. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's not a lot of... The, I mean, he's been in a few things but not a lot of stuff like he did uh yeah, a couple it was a couple of episodes of um uh like he was on banshee for a while uh but he was in a couple of episodes of teen wolf you know just random stuff so yeah yeah th this seems to be his first sort of uh regular role yeah which is great well outside of as i say banshee so i'm I, he he seemed interesting in the trailer, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, now I have a problem. Now it's time for drama. Shit. Oh uh, boy, Stumptown was my oh, that was that was gonna be first. And it's interesting because Stumptown isn't high on a lot of the. 
Metacritic's initial review list. Oh yeah, but you know what? They I were. Thought, I knew I was gonna have to be fighting you for it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That, that stuff. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is gonna be interesting after my comments that I made after Emergence about you know eh, supernatural and weird mystery stuff and is that the thing or isn't it? I don't know. And how much do you faith do you put in it? Because now I'm gonna turn around. and I'm gonna take evil. Mm, yes. Uh, which seems very interesting uh, to me. It's uh, it's done by the Kings, who uh, did. Um, oh, that's right. Yes. Um, uh, good, uh, good, good, good wife and good wife. Yeah. And uh, which explains why they've got uh, Luke Cage himself in there, uh, Mike Mike Coulter. Yeah. Um, there and Michael Emerson. He's a good guy to have running around when you're gonna do creepy stuff. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, it's interesting. It's a, I, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, the, the weird thing about drafting it is that I don't really have this flag to watch yet. But now I feel like I'm going to have to just to yeah, uh, yeah. keep on what's going on. But, um, so it's, uh, it's the, the, the premise for the show is that a skeptical female clinical Psychologist joins a priest in training and a blue-collar contractor as they investigate supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and other extraordinary occurrences. And so, and there's a line in the pilot that uh, Mike Coulter has where he says, um, the problem with possession is that it looks a lot like insanity or something to that effect. And so he needs her to come along to help him sift through what he's seeing and what he isn't. Of course, she doesn't believe anything that she's seeing. So they, they feel like they've pulled a bit of an X-Files model here with a, with a skeptic even <laughs> different cue yeah yeah no it it um i mean once you said the uh the cynical investigator you know it's like yeah yeah that's uh it, it feels very x-files but that you know it, here's the thing I, I you know never count out the uh, the kings because uh because they set you up with a show that seems like one thing and ends up being a whole other thing. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah. I, I, I like their last two shows, and this one sounds like yeah. it has a interesting premise. Um, so I, really I, yeah, I mean, I like their last three shows. I mean, I, I, even, I even dug the, uh, the, zombie, uh, uh, the zombie president show. I didn't see that. There was a zombie president show? Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the hell it was called. Was but, it a uh, comedy, a drama, a horror, a comedy horror yes. drama? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, because uh, I can't remember what the hell they called it. Um, there we go. This will tell me. Um, brain dead. I am. It's. Uh, it, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Um, yeah, it's like um, um, uh, Danny Pino plays a, a U.S. senator and his. Uh, but it really, really kind of focuses on his sister, which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, and she plays a documentary filmmaker who is basically trying to look into this thing and they start realizing that people are turning into zombies. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it is nuts. Best zombie show on television, bar none. Oh, I gotta, I gotta find this thing now. Yeah. That's why I hang out here. I learn things. Um, the, the other thing is that it, uh, it also stars, uh, Asif Manvi, uh, of yes, yes, it does. Uh, Daily Show fame. And, uh, I, it's interesting to see 
comedians do drama. Um, so I'm, I'm and I think I think they're going with uh, we got to have a, a guy who's good at being funny because a lot of this shit's going to be dark. And so I think it's I think he's going to be the the funny or at least the sarcastic gallows humor guy. Yeah. In the midst of the drama, um, but it was it was that was a moment he walked through in the trailer he had, a, he had a scene where he walked in and said something quippy and i was like "Ooh, that, that was an immediate recognition and a bump up on my on my list for this one so i'm going with evil i think i think it uh, could be interesting i showed uh, the commercial to sarah tonight she loves criminal mindsy type things and so when you mix oh, that yeah. with uh, some spooky scary stuff if you mix like stranger things and criminal minds i think this could get interesting excellent uh fingers crossed that's my that's my first drama pick is evil. All right, your fourth and final pick. It will be a half hour series, most likely thus a comedy. Yeah, um, and <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I'm going to uh, pick um, well the other show that the the show that stars uh, that, that also I say stars. He's like a guest maybe in like an episode. Uh, <laughs> is Lucas Neff. Um, but no, it is uh, Patricia Heaton's new show, Carol's Second Act. Ah. Um, it also stars Kyle MacLachlan, who is the senior. Uh, basically, so she is um, um, uh, 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 she's retired from teaching. She's raised her two children. And, and, uh, and at the age of 50, really, really, Patricia Heaton, 50, really? Are you saying she's older than that? Oh, yeah. um by yeah she's 61 um uh so hey but you know what this is a good thing she's she's being cast as someone younger (laughs) that doesn't happen often for women um yeah so it has um uh, patricia heaton kyle mclaughlin and so she goes back to uh basically go back goes back to school to pursue her dream of becoming a doctor and um, and so she starts her inter- she's starting her internship. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin is the senior attending physician on the ward, and um, um, it was uh, odd to see him at that. There, there was a double take of was that was that Kyle yeah 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 right yeah well see, it, I see I I I I wasn't as surprised because um, I had seen him uh, in uh, in Desperate Housewives uh, all that time, and. Um, so you know it was it was sort it was sort of an, an easier oh it's Kyle McLaughlin, <laughs> um, Ashley Tisdale plays her daughter who became a uh, pharmaceutical rep. That's who that was. Thank yeah. you. Saw her in the trailer. I know who that is. Yeah, and uh, so this one comes to us again. Aaron Kaplan is involved in this one as well. Um, he's got like. What was his previous one? Um, uh, sorry, I'm just I'm just. Um, mm-hmm. well, he, uh, he's a, a producer on, uh, he was a producer on my, me, myself and I, um, Santa Clarita diet, uh, American housewife, license, life in pieces. Um, I, I'm skipping over a ton of shows here, but, uh, the neighborhood, um, and he's also involved in the unicorn. And um, and yeah, like the neighborhood fam, a million little things. Um, basically, he's he's it's like he's the new David E. Kelly or something. 
Um, but also um, is uh, um, Emily Halpern is one of the writers. She wrote, um, she's written for Blackish, but she also uh, wrote the script for Booksmart. Uh, which was uh, you you may remember was my pop of the week a little while back. This is the movie that starred uh, Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein as um, uh, um, as uh, two uh, two bookish girls who uh, realize that they've let high school pass them by without having wild times, and so off they go. Um, so yeah, she's uh, she's one of the creators of this show. She also. And everything ties together here. She also was a was a writer on uh, Trophy Wife, okay. and um, and Sarah Haskins is the is the other uh, co creator, and um, and she's just a really funny comedian. I mean, I think she's written a lot of other things, but I I know her mostly for her um, uh, for her stand up stuff. And um, so yeah, so that is my. Sorry, my uh, stuff is just going crazy here. All right, there it is. So um, that's your fourth and final. Fourth and final is um, Carol's second act, and um, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. You are locked in. I am uh, locked. And I need one more drama to round this out. I found the pickings were kind of slim drama wise this year. It's pretty light. Like uh, once I got, uh, you know, I I got two of the bigger ones, and, and that was showing up in sort of the the twenty, you know, the twenty shows to new shows to watch uh, lists. And yeah, it's it's pretty light. There's a lot of stuff coming out later, but mm-hmm. as we know, <laughs> well, I'm also. I mean, this is the part where I start trying to game the game and. You know, as much as this was about us picking shows at the upfronts to put on our network, the end of the day is that these shows are airing on existing networks, and some of the networks get better audiences than others just from the get-go. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something like the CW show is only going to draw so many. And well, and that's that's part of the game, right? Is like, yeah, CW shows, no, thank you. Um, I'm even iffy on Fox shows. So (laughs) right, that's the struggle. Yeah, like a, a CW show basically, uh, you know, often tops out at a, at at a, at a couple of million. Yeah, it's not in it's not on as many ho- uh, in as many homes. You know, it's just not in as many cable packages, and um, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am torn as a result because there's, I'm leaning towards leaning towards one that isn't i have no i have no picks left scott you can say yeah no i know (laughs) i'm boy boy when the pressure really builds and you get you can hear the clock ticking in the background and you know that that it's ticking away i just wow this is the do i want to go with the show that i want to watch or do I want to go with the show that people are going to watch? And we've seen how me picking the show that I'm going to watch has not worked out in my favor in the past. And in the words of somebody, you can never go wrong underestimating the public. Uh, <laughs> all right. I am going to... Uh, oh, okay, that's it. I'm, 
I'm like, <laughs> final drama. I am going with All Rise. Awesome. I was, see, remember I, I, when I was saying, like, that was uh, high on my list originally, yeah. but it reminded me very much of um, uh, For the People. Uh, which uh, which came to an end last year um, mm. was a Shondaland series, is sort of, mm. um, and uh, and and I thought it was really good. And it, this reminds me very much of that. And the legal shows, um, you know, much much the same as your feelings about the uh, um, the sci fi stuff, you know. And it's funny because you tend to you tend more toward the sci fi stuff. I tend more toward things like legal procedurals, <laughs> and, uh, and and we're both saying like I'm staying away from that shit. <laughs> well, I, uh, it looks really good. It does look good. Uh, it, it it's uh, it's a look at the personal and professional lives of the judges, lawyers, clerks, bailiffs, and cops who work in an LA courthouse. Um, it seemed from the trailer that I watched almost like it. It was a drama version of Night Court, wherein somebody becomes a judge and maybe they should or shouldn't have, but now it's their court. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of felt like that sort of thing, that they're going to do what they want to do and they're going to do it their own way. And, yeah. Um, I'm, it, it's, it was certainly enough that it raised my eyebrow at the time, but I wasn't sure, so I, I am... Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm going with. Yeah, that's he's, a good one. Said, in his voice. Well, you know, um, um, uh, Jessica Camacho, she was a gypsy in The Flash. Um, and the last time we picked someone who was a former Flash uh, actor, actor, we got, um, well, we didn't actually either of us pick it, which is a shame, but that was God Friended Me. Oh, right. Right? And, um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, she's in this. She plays one of the. Name she's been there, Mark Helgenberger. She's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure what she does in it because everyone else it has their their title, um, yes. but her it's just like she's Judith. <laughs> so I wonder if she's uh, you know maybe uh, you know heads up the uh, DA's office or something. I don't know. Uh, but Je- Jessica Camacho plays the public defender. Um, Wilson Bethel, who was um, Wade on uh, Heart of Dixie. Uh, I think he's an investigator, or he's the judge's assistant. I'm not quite sure yet. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm hoping it'll be good. Don't know. Don't don't necessarily know if it'll have the legs, like you pointed out. It it there, it hasn't <laughs> hasn't been the greatest period for legal dramas. Um, I, I think it's because we, we see personality so driven seem to do well. So I'm hoping that this one is going to be enough personality that it overcomes the. And that's a big thing. That that for sure is a big thing in it is because the um, <clears throat> the tendency leads toward um, well, just just go with the uh, you know strong procedural and that and that sort of thing. And that was I think the, um, where um, for the people for the people failed. They had some great characters. They had some some good characters on it, but they didn't do like these were traits that were basically like this is what makes them do this. And um, and so everything seemed to serve the job, right? And so it was more about the workplace than than the actual people. And and that was wh- where I felt it fell down is that um, 
you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, you've really got to lean into the skid like uh, Law and Order did, where it was like they're all interchangeable. It's all about the case, mm-hmm. and um, and in this, uh, it, you know, it felt like like again, like it's not that they didn't have any characterization. It just was like, well, you know, she went through this as a child, and so that's why she does this in these cases. And it had nothing to do with building a well-rounded character and more to do with uh, how do we set up the ethical dilemma? Right. And, um, and it was, you know, one of, the, one of the writers on it was Eli Addy, who, uh, um, you know, did a ton, uh, ton of work on, on the West Wing, uh, you know, a generally a, a very good legal writer. Um, and it, it just, it, it, felt like, it felt like it was trying to have a bit of both and not going really strong on either. Yeah, I'm. I, I think the, like the one of the more more successful recent legal dramas is Bull, and that one is. It's got the pattern of the procedural, but it's so wacky character. Yeah. I mean, it's this nutbag at the center of it, and let's watch what he does and what happens. <laughs> yeah, nutbag at the center of it, and they write lines for him to say. <laughs> Uh, what did you, uh, did you have any, uh, couple extras on the bench that, not there really, just in case? not yeah, really, I, my, my drama ones were the, the one I was fighting with at the end was, uh, with myself over was, uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful for Batwoman. And I think that there's, uh, the potential for a pretty good audience for that one. Yeah. Um, but, but it's still going to top out at, at, yeah. at less than 2 million, uh, viewers. Yeah, but it's also I think it's season proof. I think you get a season out of that, and I think that some of these other ones have the potential to be like, yeah, and we're done. Oh and, uh, yeah, no, it, it's it, you know it's a CW show. Like yeah. last year, they canceled nothing except for the things that had already been determined to come to an end, and um, <clears throat> you know, but they were basically like, yeah, we're just going to bring them all back. Um, including like uh, All American, which I think I was watching and the guy who stars in it, his mom. <laughs> yep. The uh, other one, and this was, this was the mid season trap that I almost fell into again. is yeah. uh, deputy. On, oh, I wasn't uh, even aware of that one. I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. It's uh it's Steven Dorf. Okay. And, uh, Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, that does it, look good. Yeah. It, 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 it feels kind of justified ish. Um, it's he's it's, it's about the L.A. Sheriff's Department and he's this deputy who is uh, not so good in a meeting room, but really good at kicking indoors around the bad guys. And when the sheriff is killed, um, the title automatically transfers to the deputy with the longest history. And so the the on paper least likely or the last person you'd want to have the job gets the job. Yeah. And what does that look like? What does that become? And I'm from the trailer. Looked fun. It it's, looks uh, really good. Yeah. It's it's you know, it's cops. They even managed to put them on horses a couple times. They're kicking indoors and round up bad guys. And you know, it appeals to that part of my lizard brain. Oh, totally. Uh, so I'd be I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, but it's not coming in until mid season. And yeah, I shot my face with that last year, and I'm not doing it again this yeah, year. Yeah, and 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 you raise a good point there. So I did have a couple that w- would have been on my bench were it not for the fact that they were automatically disqualified. 
Um, and one of them is Outmatched, which is uh, Jason Biggs and... Oh, yes. What's her name? Uh... Um, Stifler's... Uh, ironically, Stifler's um, uh, uh, estranged wife in Lethal Weapon. Right. That's where she's from. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she And she's fantastic. Um, no, that's not her. Uh, what's her name? Maggie Lawson. That's the one. Love Maggie her. Lawson. I will watch anything she's in because she is fantastic. Um the trailer cute. That's the working class couple raising three, three genius, genius kids. kids. Yeah, and they're like dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. There was broke, which is uh, Polly Perrette and uh, Natasha Leggero, mm-hmm. and um, the Zoe's extraordinary playlist, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So those were those were kind of on my on my radar. Also, and I'm I don't know uh, the Keenan show. Hmm. I will be. I will be watching it. I'm curious. I um, I I wonder how easy it's going to. You know. I mean, Bobby Moynihan wasn't on SNL nearly as long, and it didn't work out so great for him. <laughs> I'm, yeah. The the review that I saw talked about the fact that Keenan's entire career has been based on playing wild and crazy characters. Yeah. And now they wanted to play dad, and what's that going to look like? And well, and yeah, I, and I, that, and 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 I gotta say, like I, I and I totally get where you're coming from with that, and it, and it pisses me off because it's the same as the Walton Goggins thing, right? It's like, well, maybe they can act. Yep. Um, you know, Bobby Bobby Moynihan was freaking drunk uncle, and uh, but I totally <laughs> bought him his dad on uh, on uh, me myself and I. True. I, I just I you know I, I think it's that's an interesting thing is that that that. Um, you know, this is us playing network exec, right? And that's exactly the trap that they fall into. I don't yeah. see him as being that. And uh, it's like, it's like a guy like Walton Goggins, who is a phenomenal actor. And it's like, maybe let him act then. <laughs> maybe don't write him, don't typecast him, and don't write him the same old role every time. Um, yeah. I, 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 so anyway, there's a bunch of. Uh, looks like there's a bunch of good. Uh, Good things coming up. Um, yeah, the uh, later in the season as the well. The one that I looked at was Indebted, because um, it's uh, it's Adam Pauly, Pauly or however you say. His oh name. yeah, yeah, I like him. From uh, from uh, uh, Happy Endings, um, and uh, Stephen Weber and Fran Drescher. Oh yeah, uh, see that's a... Elliot. Um, oh really? Uh, he and Abby Elliott are married. It's, it's young parents, Dave and Rebecca, uh, end up having to take care of Dave's parents who have mishandled their finances and need help to pay down the size of the debt. So they yes. So I, I like this. I can't find anything about it anywhere other than it's mentioned, but that's it. And I'm that, that, that would have been too. I, the one of the ones that I had that we didn't go near was, uh, Bob loves Abishola. Yeah. Uh, CBS, that's Chuck Lorre. Uh, it's Mike from Mike and Molly fame. There's. You see, I never watched Mike and Molly, and um, uh, uh, Billy Gardell. I, 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 what was the other? There was another show that he was in. Um, he had another show. He had a couple of other shows. Well, he was on Yesteryear for a while, and I think he was in uh, King of Queens. Really? Yeah, because I think. If and I remember correctly, um, that uh, and he plays a neighbor on Young Sheldon. Does he really? 
Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My contribution to this. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to scroll back here. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it it does look pretty good. I just I just find, uh, I, you know, and, and Mike and Molly had a good run. Um, yeah. um, I was just. I, I mean, it's Chuck Lorre and CBS, like. Yeah. They kind of like each other, and if any show is going to get a chance to run, it's going to be something that Chuck Lorre is doing at CBS. It's true, it's true. Um, um, oh, I, it's it's, it's got to be because it's a it's it multi is. it's multi cam, <laughs> and they eat that shit up. <laughs> um, so there's an interesting part of our, our draft here in that uh, our sitcoms are both going head to head with each other. Yes. So we are fighting for the same audience in the same time slot. Absolutely. Which is something I did not look at. I feel like this is the part where in fantasy football, somebody goes down to look at, you know, wh- where the training camp is and whether or not the humidity means that they'll be better or worse for the rest of the season. I feel like that's the part that I just. At, at one point I had uh, like my first two on the sitcom side were the unicorn and perfect harmony. And uh, so I would be like against myself, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might have done that to myself too. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. And uh, yeah, oh. five of our eight shows are all on Thursday nights. So. Yeah. Well, that's a thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. So next was another one that looked interesting. Um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. The idea of Alexa going crazy. Yeah. Again, I don't know how. You turn a whole season out of that, but I, I'm oh, curious. Yeah, and I it's, mean, it's, what's his face from uh, that guy who does the stuff? Yeah, uh, 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 Sterling from uh, Roger Sterling from Mad Men. John Slattery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I found um, um, the stuff on. Um, yeah, there isn't a lot on. Uh, on that indebted yeah it's very very brief yeah but that is that is an awesome cast it really is yeah i would uh i would tune in to watch them read my shopping list um yeah i I really love can you uh, imagine steven weber married to fran drescher i mean that's that's crazy (laughs) i'm I look forward to that thing popping up as long as it doesn't have to pop up because one of my shows disappeared. That well, I there you go. There you go. But it is uh, currently scheduled for uh, uh, mid-season. Um, so just to recap our draft here. Yes. Uh, you have uh, Stumptown and Emergence are your two dramas, and your mm-hmm. comedies are Perfect Harmony and Carol's Second Act. And I have uh, comedies Sunnyside and Unicorn, and my two dramas are Evil and All Rise. And if you'd have told me this morning that that was what I was going to be looking at at the end of the day, I'd have laughed in your face. But this uh, <laughs> is where I am right now. So wow, I I cannot I cannot express how frustrated I am that you got stumped out. That's uh, that is a good grab. <laughs> yeah, yeah it it was literally like first on the list. I, I put them in the order that I was going to pick them. Yep. As well, the same. and uh, and so the only one that I had to uh, pull out was the unicorn and bump up, uh, and I actually bumped up Perfect Harmony. I was I think I was still going to choose. Uh, at one point, I did have the unicorn and Perfect Harmony, but then I put Carol's second act in there as well because the time slot thing was a concern. No, that's excellent. I'm I'm ready for the season. Bring it on. I've realized that. 
as the guy who lost the first season, I think it falls to me to make a trophy and present it to you for the first season. <laughs> we'll save that for our, our 100th episode. Put that together. Yeah. And I'm thinking that on the side, the little plaques for each year should have the shows that we each picked. And, and uh, we can include the final stats of our <laughs> Sounds awesome. show. And oh. Bizarre artifact that so nerdy <laughs> but delightfully so absolutely to do an arts and crafts project so well I, there you have it yeah i got some glitter <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fun to see how that plays out uh through the year we'll we'll every now and then pepper in some updates yeah uh, as we like we did last year and uh hopefully it's a source of amusement to folks as um most likely Paul will start to slowly run away and then build up speed and then it'll just be a train wreck. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I, I've got, I've got, a, I've got at least one uh, total heart pick. And um, so, and that's uh, perfect harmony. So, you know. Yeah. That, that one, I had that on my list as well and realized that it was also a heart pick for me and yeah. Yeah. Trying to my brain override my heart and, which is interesting because that's when I get all angry at show execs and the decision making process. And here, you know, we're playing this stupid fantasy version of it. And we're falling in all the same traps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so let's just run through again. So you have evil. You have um, all rise. You have um, sunny side. Sunny side. And unicorn the unicorn okay and i on the other side have stump town mm -hmm. oh, emergence mm -hmm. uh, carol's second act oh that takes up a lot of space um perfect harmony and perfect harmony okay I think we need to now decide what order we would air them in on our show and then do one of those little half-page splash panels of, like, four still shots of the show announcing our Tuesday night lineup. <laughs> That's the way exactly. we should post it on the site. Exactly. Okay, so that... Uh, I, I was just literally typing that into the, uh, into the spreadsheet so that I am prepared. Ah, I see. And um, there we go. Yeah, exactly. I've I, you know duplicated last year's file, and so I got to clear everything out of it. But uh, but that way I don't have to you know redo the f the the formulating. I understand completely. So that's great. Yeah. So I'll there look we go. forward to playing that. Out with you. Absolutely. All right. All right, sir. Um, why don't you uh, why don't you take us uh, with your uh, pop of the week? My pop of the week. My pop of the week is an odd one. Um, I have discovered in the mornings that on MTV, they're airing Facts of Life, back to back to back to back to back. Oh, my gosh. And so I fire up the iPad, and while I'm making my omelet and making my lunch, I get to uh, get to check in with the girls. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you win Pop of the Week this week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weird thing is, is that I don't know how long it's running all day, but they seem to really be plowing through seasons because with when I'm watching them in the morning and I go back to back, it seems like they're going sequentially within the season. I haven't looked this up yet, but it seems right. Yeah. But yesterday it was, it 
they were at Eastland, and <laughs> now they're at Edna's still, Edibles. <laughs> now they're at Edna's Edibles today. I, it was like I I think I'm like you know by this time next week I think we're going to be into head over heels and or over our heads and uh, and Clooney's going to be running around so this oh is going to be that's right just moving fast uh, so I'm I'm intrigued I mean uh, overnight Tootie shot up three feet <laughs> yeah 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 it was bizarre they the the one we had today was the one where uh, they were taking Mrs Garrett to a strip club for her birthday. Oh my gosh! I saw that. That was on, because uh, um, they have it on. Uh, they're running it on CHCH as well. And, oh, okay. Uh, where I've been watching the Happy Days stuff, and they'll have like you know, one day at a time, and uh, the Jeffersons, and and then uh, Facts of Life, um, and oh. and I saw that one, and it was like Blair's boyfriend was working there or something. That's exactly. It is. I'm yeah. watching, it and and I'm thinking, well, that's interesting, but. For this to work, there'd have to be like some guy that they didn't know was a stripper who was, and then Blair and his boyfriend was like, "Okay, yeah, that'll <laughs> so, be the guy." <laughs> okay, so I know the gun's gonna go off in the third act. The <laughs> oh, there's the gun. It's, All right, it's yeah. it's it's Chekhov's. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's fine, and uh, it's it's funny to uh, uh, it's funny to watch an old sitcom again and see different. Um, See different episodes, you know, thirty years later, and you know there there was a dance at one of the Eastland ones that involved chaperones, and um, there was another one that uh, that episode was followed with. Uh, Natalie was upset because they were censoring books in the library, and when she stood up for it as the editor of the paper, she then lost her position. That's right, I remember that. Yes, yeah. wow. Uh, it became about people bowing to pressure. And the freaky thing is how much the guy who's the principal of, of Eastland in the, in the, in the, the original. Yeah. Looked like Pence. <laughs> that was really weird. Oh, um, Mr. Bailey. Is it uh, Mr. Maybe? Bailey? I can't remember. Um, it's, well, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. Um, <laughs> um, you know, she's, you know, Blair's like a survivor, uh, a former survivor contestant now. Um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It really is. Um, uh, yeah, but, but that, that is awesome. Um, you know, I can, re- I still remember when that show started and, uh, cause my, my, uh, friends and I were, were avid watchers of different strokes and, um, and then they had that backdoor pilot, and it was it was like, oh wow, well we'll definitely watch that, and uh, and so you know, and I watched that all the way through its run. Um, yeah, no, that was one of those shows that was always kind of on, and and it really evolved over the over the uh, the, the span of its. Oh, huge! Yeah, it, it was nine seasons, and um, they really got to grow, change, and develop, and they rebooted the show three, four different times. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's fun. I mean, you know, Cora Fleetman could be on before the stuff settles here. Yeah, so for sure. I was just going to say that. Um, Mr. Bradley was there just for the, uh, just at near the beginning. So maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. Um, well, no, that was it. He was in the first couple seasons. Yeah, and, and he was uh, he was the only main, main male character of the TV series. He played the headmaster. Um, but then they, when they, after the first season, when they like cut a bunch of the girls, uh, he he got cut as well. Oh, and, and they uh, had another one because when it was just primarily out of the cafeteria and it was Edna working with the four of them, 
there was some headmaster that came by that they that she locked horns with on several occasions. You know, we want to know something weird. Um, I think, yeah, one of the actresses in um, uh, he is married to one of the actresses who is in um, Stumptown. Really? See how it all comes together. Full circle, baby. Yeah. So, um, and he, and he was also in Highlander. So there you go. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember who who played the um, the uh, the guy after that. Um, I can't remember what they mainly because I can't I just can't remember what his name is, but yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, blanking too. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a lot of people. Uh, keep going, I'll see what I can find. All right, sounds good. All right, mine is a book that has been sitting on my shelf uh, as yet unread for quite some time, and I really had some time to dig into it, and I'm sort of three-quarters of the way through, so I, I don't know how it ends. And i got to be careful because I did um, the uh, Brad Meltzer book as one of my pops, pops of the week uh, a while back, and it started off really great. And I finally picked that one up. I just haven't read it yet. All right, so never mind. Um. <laughs> well, no, you, you you talked about that one, right? But I did, I did. You endorsed it, and that was one of the reasons why I said it looked interesting, and I heard about it on the podcast, and I was going to go out and get it. And Anyway. Well, there you go. I finally got it was all I wanted to say. I, I have the book. I just need to read it now. Exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, this one, I wasn't sure. Uh, so this is a Stephen King book called Revival. And it came out, oh, it's got it's got to be some years ago. Because um, uh, I can remember starting to read it and then just kind of dropped off it and, uh, you know, too busy. And so I decided, all right, taking it with me uh, camping. And so I had lots of time to read it. And it is not all what I expected it to be and it is so much better um yeah so this it came out in in, uh 2014 um so I'm finally getting around to it takes a little while um and uh it it, it's gone in you know every time I thought it was going to go a certain way uh you know every time I thought he was gonna zig he zagged and uh it has been a great deal of fun to read and um did you know that Larry Wilmore was on three episodes of Facts of Life? I did not. It's madness. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, uh, so so yeah, so uh, Stephen King's revival. Uh, basically, it's about um, uh, this this guy. He's a, he's a, a kid in the early '60s and uh, meets the new Reverend and. Um, and, um, I, 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 you know, I'm just going to go with the back copy because it went in a, d- a really different direction than I expected. And I would hate to uh, ruin that for anyone. So uh, so it says the new minister came to Harlow, Maine, when Jamie Morton was a boy doing battle with his toy army men on the front lawn. The young Reverend Charles Jacobs and his beautiful wife brought new life to the local church and captivated their congregation. But with Jamie, he shares a secret obsession, a draw so powerful it would have profound consequences five decades after the shattering tragedy that turned the preacher against God and long after his final scathing sermon. Now Jamie, a nomadic rock guitarist hooked on heroin, meets Charles Jacobs again. And when their bond becomes a pact beyond even the devil's devising, Jamie discovers that revival has many meanings. It's it, it, and and there are things that 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 description led me to that was like, 
you know, maybe I'm not going to like this so much. And, um, and, uh, and so, but, but once I really got into it, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's been a, a fairly quick read. So I highly recommend Stephen King's revival. Nice. That's excellent. Uh, I can now confirm that the gentleman we were speaking about earlier was Roger Perry. Roger Perry. Roger Perry, who died just last year. Really? So you mean it, he he died before he could uh, get his due by hearing his name spoken on Pop and Crap? Unfortunately, yes, which is one of the great tragedies in life. But, uh, yeah. He... Uh, he played Charles Parker. He was the headmaster for three seasons. Wow. And he was also in Star Trek, like original Star Trek. Original Star Trek. Six million dollar man. Bionic Woman. Yeah. He did he did an episode of Wonder Woman back in the day. There's some Mission Impossible in there. He was he was working in the industry at the right time to get to show up on all the good shows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kinda cool. Well, there you Anywho. Go. All righty. So then, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Comments, as always, are welcome at popandcrap at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P at gmail.com. Uh, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com uh, slash popandcrap, P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P. You see it in a pattern. We are on the Twitter. We are popandcrap. Guess how I spell that. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, popacrap.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Scott? Um, <coughs> you all right? I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, be, I'm getting verklempt thinking about Roger Perry. And it may be that the world never seems to be living up to your dreams, but maybe it's just pop crap. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life, the facts of life. There's the time you gotta go and show you go, and now you know about the facts of life, the facts of life. Yeah.